When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pardon the eruption, but I'm Pablo Torre, and it is my third straight day hosting with you, Tony, and I can get used to this. Will Bond, where are you? When are you coming okay. back? Oh, oh, no, we can't yeah, we're do- we're, we're, No, we're, I love you. We're doing the show. I love you. Yeah. No, I love you, yeah. really, honestly. It's the third day. It only feels like six or seven. It's really good. <laughs> I tell you after the show what? all the time how good it is. You Welcome do. Welcome to PTI, boys and girls. High. Wilbon missed the last two days, so what's one more? I'm lucky to be joined by our great friend, the host of the ESPN Daily Podcast, and my grandson, Pablo Torre. Pablo! There you go. And we begin today, Pablo, with a juicy rumor. Yahoo is saying that the Brooklyn Nets approached the Minnesota Timberwolves about making a trade for Kevin Durant before the Timberwolves got Rudy Gobert. The Nets reportedly asked for Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and four draft picks. Minnesota turned it down and then made their own deal for Gobert. Pablo, do you think Minnesota was right not to make this deal? And ultimately, do you think the Nets will get anything close to this kind of package for Durant? Yeah, Tony, the T-Wolves should have thought about this deal for like 0.5 seconds before hanging up. I agree. This is ridiculous. It is way too much. Anthony Edwards might be an MVP candidate himself this coming season. No reason to give him up and Towns and all those picks. But I do believe there is a strategy here from the Nets, Tony. And it reminds me of like one of those stickers that you see like at the grocery store sometimes. And it's like a number with a slash through it. And you're like, originally, wait, this cut of meat would have been $15. Now it's seven. I got a deal here. This seems to me like preemptive negotiation. It seems to me like a rule of negotiation is compromise, meeting in the middle. How do you get that middle to move? You ask for a lot on the front end. I don't think it's an accident is what I'm saying that we're hearing that they asked for this much at the very beginning of what's going to be a protracted land war of a negotiation. So like I, I, I hear about this and you want to stop somebody and you say, well, let's get real for a second, kids. Kevin Durant has never won a title by himself. If you trade away to get Kevin Durant your best two players and a bunch of draft picks, you're asking Kevin Durant to win a title by himself. And, and, you know, he can't do that. He can't win a title with five guys named Mo. And by the way, if you're Kevin Durant and you end up on a team that has no assets, you don't even report. You say, trade me all you want. I got $100 million in a bank. Make another deal and then come back to me. Because what happens ultimately... If you erase your team in order to get Kevin Durant, then you have a team where the whole is less than the sum of its parts. Excuse me, you've got the Lakers. So, so no, <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. You can. That's why the Pelicans thing to me continues to make sense. You can get Brandon Ingram from the yes. Pelicans. You can get some draft picks. I'll, I'll just make this one point fairly quickly. If you trade for Durant, you're trading for today. If you trade away picks, you're trading to that team for tomorrow. You cannot have Durant in a situation where he can't win today. 
No, it's year 16, Tony, and we saw what just happened in the postseason this year when he had Kyrie Irving and a team that was good. They got swept by the Celtics with all of that. So you're right. They need a lot more than Durant. The Pelicans thing is funny no. to me, though, because what the T-Wolves were basically being asked for by the Nets is give me Zion and Brandon Ingram and everything else. Yeah, Clearly the price is too high. Clearly the price is too high. But now yeah. we go to baseball, I think, because the Yankees there – Won again last night, Tony. The 6-5 win over the Red Sox in Fenway makes the Yanks the first team to 60 wins. On pace for a major league record, 117. That is 117 wins. But there was one subplot that did not go New York's way last night because Red Sox third baseman Rafael Devers hit not one, but two homers off of Garrett Cole. And that gives him six off of Cole in just 23 at-bats. So when you look at all of this, what's the more interesting storyline to you, Tony, from last night's game? Is it the Yankees winning their 60th, or is it Devers hitting two more off of Garrett Cole? So I'm going to answer this in the profession I used to have, which is sports writer. Okay, and I'm going to make a distinction here. The more important story is the Yankees winning, because the Yankees are now 60-23, and 23 and they're plus 37. And they're ahead of the Absurd. pace of the 1927 Yankees, which is magic. But the more interesting story is the smaller story. The more interesting story is that Devers treats Garrett Cole like his personal pinata. Garrett Cole's <laughs> not some rumdum. He's an all-star pitcher, Garrett Cole. All right? Yeah. Something is crazy here. For Devers to have six home runs in 23 at-bats off a guy this good, seven hits, six of them home runs. Devers has the most home runs he has off any other pitcher is two. And he's got six off Garrett Cole. After the game, he owns him. After the game, Garrett Cole said, and I want to get the quote exact, I'm open for suggestions, which means that both guys understand <laughs> something weird. Something weird is happening here. Yeah, Garrett Cole is making $300 million or so dollars, right, from the Yankees, and he gets destroyed. Yes, coins fly out of his body when he plays Rafael Devers, to your point. Yeah. But Devers, Tony, here's, here's where I'll throw some cold water on why you think that's more interesting than the other thing. Because Devers is just really good. He's an all-star. He gets MVP votes. He's been torching my Yankees routinely. He has more home runs before the age of 25 as a Red Sox against the Yankees only behind Ted Williams, I believe, ahead of Babe Ruth at this point. We know that Devers does this. Where I need to push back and stand up for my, for my empire is that they're going to win 120 games? I mean, Tony, it's crazy. Come on. The big picture story here is that the Yankees of right now might be the greatest regular season team of all time. And as a historian, I really do expect you to respect that a little bit more. No, I do. No, I respect it. And I will tell you that I measured them against their division. Their division now has four teams above 500. The only division in baseball, Tampa Bay, Toronto, and Boston are also above 500. Their last place team, the Orioles, is four under. They are by far the best last place team. This is a great yep. division and the Yankees are killing it. So I respect that. We move on. Novak Djokovic lost the first set today to England's Cameron Norrie, but won the next three to reach Sunday's Wimbledon final against Nick Kyrgios who himself advanced without having to play when Rafael Nadal withdrew yesterday. So Pablo, assuming Djokovic wins the final, with the lack of Russian players, with Nadal being injured, with Roger Federer not playing, would you discount this particular title for Djokovic? 
Tony, all of the stories we're talking about today are clearly about tenses, right? Is it the past tense, the future, the present? What are we talking about? In the present tense, yes, you can pick at this accomplishment because we believe he's going to get this accomplishment, by the way. Sorry, Nikirios. But in the future tense, right? You know how this works. Everyone's obituary gets shrunk, right? Everybody gets a sentence or two to describe what they've done in their lives. And I have a very hard time believing that Novak Djokovic is gonna carry around an asterisk for all of the reasons that you just laid out, as accurate as that may be in the present tense, because all we're gonna care about is he won another major. And that's how I think about this yeah. in reverse sort of engineering it. Yeah, I mean, you, you look, it is a weakened field and we can grant that. But this is Wimbledon. This is the most important tennis tournament in the world. This is to tennis what the Masters is to golf. If you win Wimbledon, that matters. Nobody's going to go back and yes. see what your draw was. This is a very important point to make. In tennis, unlike in golf, in golf you have to beat everybody. In tennis, you just play the person who was in front of you on that day. You can have the strongest field in the world, but if the better players get knocked out before they get to you, you don't have to beat them. You can, and it has happened. You can get to the semis and the finals and play an unseeded player. That has happened. I don't think that anyone would dispute right now that Novak Djokovic on grass is, is the best player in the world. What I do find interesting, though, is, is if Wimbledon is uncomfortable with this final. Novak Djokovic sure. is famously and steadfastly unvaccinated. He was duplicitous and villainous in Australia and they shipped them out before he could play. He's not particularly popular. Kyrgios is reviled. Kyrgios spit on a guy the other day. You know, I, I mean, he has temper tantrums all the time. They can't possibly want him to win. They're all hoping Nadal comes out of a hospital bed and plays in the <laughs> final. No, Tony, and then you layer onto this the Nick Curios domestic assault allegations, and this is truly a guy that they do not want to win and have to interview after this final. I will simply point out, though, to your point, Curios and Djokovic have become buddies over the last couple of months. Yeah. And why is that? Because they bonded over the Australian Open. That embarrassment that happened that you described has brought them together, which is a nightmare, I think, for the sport in general. Let us take a break. Coming up, Tony Gonsolin of the Dodgers is 11-0 and leads the majors in ERA. So who would possibly argue against him getting the start in the All-Star game? And what does it mean for the Sixers, Tony, that James Harden is going to take a pretty big pay cut next season? Are we actually having a Kyrie-free show? It's like he's not in this show? I think wow. we were until you mentioned his name. I think we almost yeah. got it. We almost got it. Yeah. <laughs> Pardon the interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, and game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part? Each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats Rewards. Score unbeatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code PTI. That's code PTI. Visit vividseats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. You are watching Pardon the Interruption, presented by Corona Extra, part of Happy Hour. It's time to get big-worded by Pablo for the second time in three days. What first? (laughs) Tony Gonzalez of the Dodgers would make a blank starter in the All-Star game for the National League. My word is deserving. I mean, this game is in Los Angeles. He's a hometown boy. Let me give you his numbers. He's 11-0. His ERA is 1-6-2. Now, I understand there are a lot of people out there who say, well, he's only basically a five-inning pitcher because he's gone 16 starts and he's only logged 88 and two-thirds innings. Yep. But this is an exhibition game. You're not asking him to pitch a complete game. You're putting him out there to start for one inning and maybe two at the most. Now, some people would say Clayton Kershaw should get that honor because he's been the face of the they Dodgers for a that. long time. Yep. But, you can, but Kershaw's not having as good a year as Gonsolin, and you can put Kershaw in next. And others would say Sandy Alcantara of the Miami Marlins might get that honor because he's logged a lot. He's... Got a great record. He's 9-3 with a bad team and a 1-8-2 ERA. He's got 123 innings and 17 starts. But again, you can bring him in. My bottom line on this is, is that it's in Dodger Stadium, and I think that's the trump card for Gonsolin. But, Tony, for me, Gonsolin would be an apocalyptic starter for this game, and I know that sounds a little dramatic. I can see that on your face now. But it's apocalyptic for a simple reason to me, right? The starting pitcher, Tony... Our childhoods don't have a ton in common. Me growing up in the 90s, you growing up in the 1890s, I believe. But something we do share (laughs) is a fondness for the starting pitcher actually being a starting pitcher, a workhorse, a hoss, a bulldog, all of these things. That is what Sandy Alcantara is. He is an endangered species. He is a guy who has pitched 35 more innings than Tony Gonsolin, which is basically seven more starts by Tony Gonsolin's personal work rate. Yeah, and so right. to me, that's it's right. not about winning the All-Star game. It's about what are you rewarding? I want more Sandy Alcantara's because the apocalypse of the starter is upon us otherwise. I, I, I'll agree with all of that, but, you know, it's not your night, kid. It's in Dodger Stadium. <laughs> They're not starting a guy from Miami. It's that simple. They're What's next? They're not going to do this. It is blank that James Harden will reportedly take a $15 million pay cut next season. My word is unselfish, and I grant you that is not a word that is usually associated with James Harden. <laughs> Pretty much we have never. seen James Harden be an incredibly selfish player. We have seen him just walk out on the Houston Rockets and then walk out on the Brooklyn Nets. He's been selfish to not a fault, but many faults. And I know he makes a lot of money. I think he makes, you know, $40 million or something like that. Mm-hmm. But how many other players do this? What he is doing is saying... I failed down the stretch of the season. I failed in the playoffs. I let Embiid down. I want to take some of my salary and bring some good player in here so that we can actually contend for a championship. 
He is putting his money where his mouth is. It is unusual for James Harden, and I think it's a win for him and a win for the team. And that's why my word is humane. This is humane of James Harden. It's merciful, Tony. We don't expect this from him. We expect this from guys like Tom Brady and Tim Duncan, because those guys, by the way, taking voluntary pay cuts, it makes an enormous difference. He is saving the Sixers from a salary cap hell. They get to add another player for a season in which James Harden is well aware that a lot of pressure is on him specifically. But I also want to say this, because it's humane and a humanistic fashion as well. As in, Daryl Morey is the GM of this team, the president of basketball operations of the Sixers. He's a guy who is criticized often, often fairly, for not having the human touch. This relationship that he has with James Harden is a human relationship, and it does not This discount does not happen if they don't trust each other, even if it means that, hey, James Harden, quietly, we're going to pay you next offseason. Just help us get there. So just not right now, but later. So I agree with that. And I was going to mention Daryl Morey myself. Daryl Morey helped him leave Houston when Daryl Morey, I believe, was still in Houston. Got him where he wanted to be. Has been almost a guardian angel for James Harden. And this is the payback from Harden. So I agree with everything that you've said. That's the last word. Uh, Let's take one last break. Still to come, Roger Goodell gives a clue about the future of Sunday ticket. And could Charles Barkley our friend. He could finish in the top 70 of this weekend celebrity golf tournament. Absolutely. If it's a 65 celebrity field, he's in the top 70. <laughs> it's a lock. It's a guarantee. Have you played yeah. against Charles, Tony? Have you done that? No. I love watching him play, though. I just love Charles. Doesn't everybody love Charles? Same. At this point? Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Pardon the Interruption is presented by Corona Extra. Find the fine life. Live la vida más fina. Part of happy hour. Happy time, people. Happy 58th birthday on Sunday, Urban Meyer. Meyer is one of the greatest college football coaches ever. He won three national championships, two at Florida, one at Ohio State. He walked away from both. After working in television for a while, Meyer finally said yes to the NFL. He signed a five-year contract to coach the Jacksonville Jaguars, knowing they had the number one overall draft pick. And disaster is the kindest word I can think of. (laughs) Meyer hired a strength coach who was accused of being a racist. He yelled and screamed. After losing in Cincinnati to make Jacksonville's record 0-4, Meyer did not fly back to Jacksonville with the team and instead showed up at his bar in Columbus. 
Meyer got nothing out of the number one pick, Trevor Lawrence, in terms of wins. After 13 games, Meyer was fired and got no public support from his players. His record in the NFL, 2-11. His record in college, 187-32. So happy birthday. Tony, a classic case of someone flying way too close to the sun. If he had just had a good college career and he had gone into TV, he could have been doing that for decades. Instead, we have stories about how he threatened to kick his kicker and how he called all the people he hired losers and, you know, how literally nobody who worked for him respected him, as you indicated, which is suboptimal if you're that guy. But, yeah, happy birthday. Happy anniversary, Rex Ryan. On this day nine years ago, Ryan ran with the Bulls in Pamplona, Spain. He did not run with the Bills, though he later coached the Bills. Ryan ran with the Bulls. Ryan was coaching the Jets at the time, where he'd done pretty well. Made the AFC Championship game two years in a row with Mark Sanchez as his quarterback. But after that, it went downhill. Ryan was fired, went to Buffalo, didn't last long, two years. Now Ryan is on television on ESPN. He has been a guest on this high-quality program, a good guest. Nobody on this show has ever run with the Bulls. Pablo, this has never been a dream of mine. I would be terrified, I'd be gored and killed. How about you? Do you want to run with the Bulls? God, no. Tony, Rex Ryan running with the Bulls, I get it. He's always been good on his feet. Me, I have uh, a lot of aspirational sort of like Hemingway in me. I love his writing. I think he's one of the best. But two issues that I diverge with him on very, very strongly, adverbs and bulls. Not interested. <laughs> yeah. Good, good thing, Ryan with his feet. Good reference. Happy trails yeah. to Pablo's prediction of Shane Wright as the number one overall pick in last night's NHL draft. Wright not only didn't go number one, he didn't go number two or number three either. The Ontario-born center ended up going fourth to the expansion Seattle Kraken, which must feel like exile. Many in Montreal's Bell Center, where the draft was held, wanted the Canadiens to draft Wright, whom they had wined and dined in the pre-draft process. They were stunned when the Canadiens took Slovakian winger Juraj Slavkovsky. They were more stunned when New Jersey also passed on Wright and also took a Slovakian player. Then Arizona passed on Wright as well, selecting American center Logan Cooley. Mm. Wright stared down the Canadiens' draft table and later said, quote, obviously you want to go first. That's something every guy wants, unquote. Wright was steamed that three teams snubbed him, said he would play with a chip on his shoulder because of it, a la Tom Brady. Good job, Pablo. Yeah, yeah, apologies. Uh, my hope now is that I simply make it in to the inevitable documentary about how this kid went on to be one of the greatest hockey players of all time <laughs> and the July 7th PTI, Tony, that we make it into that Supercut montage. That would be so great if that happened. One correction, Daryl Morey, who Pablo praised, as did I, left the Rockets a few months before James Harden was traded from Houston to Brooklyn. My bad. Mm. That was my mistake. I, and I, but I believe he probably had something to do with the engineering of it, <laughs> don't you? Yeah, they wound up together pretty suspiciously, Tony, I would say. So, yeah, a little something may That's have been right. happening there. All right, let's go to the big finish. The U.S. women beat Jamaica to clinch a spot in the 2023 World Cup. Is that a big deal or is that expected? Yeah, it's expected. I hate to take greatness as expected, but we need them to win the thing, not just beat Jamaica. Apologies for being a little presumptuous. Albert Pujols and Miguel Cabrera, meanwhile, are going to play in the All-Star game without taking up any official roster positions, Tony. Is that okay by you? It's, it's brilliant. They're, they're going to the Hall of Fame. They're two of the very few people who have 500 home runs and 3,000 hits, and yeah. they belong. It's probably it for them. They belong. 
Roger Goodell tells CNBC that Sunday Ticket is going to a streaming service with a decision by the fall. I hope that makes sense to you because I don't understand streaming. Yeah, streaming service is a thing with the internet where you like get videos digitally. So I think it does make sense for better and for worse. Braves starter Spencer Strider, meanwhile, he got the first nine outs of his start against the Cardinals last night by strikeout. Are you impressed? He's the guy with the mustache. I mean, you have to be impressed. There were some hits in between, but if the first nine outs you get are by strikeouts, that's very impressive. Sure it is. Last yeah, one, good. Tahoe Celebrity Golf Tournament this weekend. Who you got? Give me Charles, Tony. Give me the doubt. Give me the five to one odds that have since improved or at least gotten worse in terms of people want to make money off of this thing because the dumb money likes Charles. Give me Charles. Give me the dumb money. We're out of time. We will try and do better the next time. Julia, good luck and Godspeed. And I'm Pablo Torre. Thank you for watching. Charles Barkley, please finish in the top 70 and please check out ESPN Daily wherever you get the good podcasts. This is SportsCenter.